the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast. Lundy, I just keep losing units in the NBA. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. I feel like the Phoenix Suns in Game 7. I'm just uh, pooping my pants, uh, or maybe the bed, Amber Heard style, over and over again. But here we are, uh, and as a result, uh, I'm actually going to dabble in golf. Uh, Do I know anything about it? No. I do know that it's going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at this course called the Southern Hills, where I think Tiger Woods won eons ago. And I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there was a bet MGM executive that came out, one of their odds makers, actually the VP of trading, Jason Scott, and he said this on Twitter, pulling this from Sweet Lou Monaco's handle, and it says this, Tiger Woods plus 6,600 is our biggest liability to win the PGA Championship. If Tiger were to win, it would be the biggest losing result in Bet MGM history. Tiger missing the cut would be a good outcome for the sports book. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> it would be. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are seeing the brand name there and automatically saying to themselves oh wow 66 to one uh here's 20 bucks here's 50 bucks here's 100 bucks and a lot of those low volume uh bets uh increase the overall volume of wagers and tickets on tiger woods because they're getting sucked in by the name alone now tiger we saw him in the masters uh triumphant return to professional golf made the cut there and then it all went tumbling down the mountainside over the weekend, and I think it's going to be a similar outcome. No way in hell would I waste my money and just toss it. You might as well roll it and smoke it if you're even late wagering $10 on Tiger Woods to win this PGA Championship and what could be wind gusts up to like 60 miles an hour these next couple of days. Uh, but I say he makes the cut, and it's a very modest minus 120. Uh, that's the only thing I'm willing to wager on here at Lundy. I think it's going to be a similar outcome as the Masters. couple of suitable days to get him just into the weekend and before he unravels. So what are your thoughts about all this? And I don't know if you got any hot takes about the PGA Championship. I don't even know anybody else in this stupid tournament. How about you? Well, I know you talking about golf is like you talking about hockey. I don't know why you bother. Um, it's really just kind of a waste of, of your energy, to be honest. Yeah, um, I don't know anything. But, you know, look, Tiger's a big liability for them. I can tell you as of tape time right now, he's one under through seven. Um, so he's in, uh, you know, he's he's in the uh, under par territory right now as they do this first round. So he's going in the right direction in terms of making the cut. But I think you're right, Brad. I think what people do is it's like, ah, I'll throw 10 bucks on him at, at plus 6,600. Sure, why not? Um, and then he'll turn around and, you know, it'll be Will Zalatoris. It'll be somebody like, uh, you know, uh, Siwoo Kim. It'll be, you know, it'll be one of these guys that is, uh, frankly, younger and perform better than he is. But Tiger's a draw. We know that. And so I think he's not only a draw for eyeballs on television, he's obviously a draw when somebody's like, well, I've got a $20 bill burning a hole in my pocket. Why not? Here's a proper donation to my favorite sports book. As a result, well, we shall see what version of Tiger starting off hot so far at Southern Hills makes it over these next several days. And with that, let's get to it on this hashtag tequila Thursday. Bartender, bartender, pour us another edition 
of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lenny, we had an epic game in the uh, Battle of the Prairie Province representatives between Calgary and Edmonton last night. We have a couple of more NHL postseason matchups tonight. Let's drop the puck and make some bucks. Game numero uno on this hashtag tequila Thursday. Make sure it is smooth like a lovely Classe Azul Reposato. Por favor, what do you got for me? Well, as we looked at yesterday, you know, I said, hey, uh, Edmonton and Calgary take the over. Um, okay. Yeah, well, that wasn't a problem, <laughs> was it? I mean, good God, that was like the Sox and the Cubs playing right there with their scoreboard. <laughs> well, no, not like the Sox. They can't score right now. We're going to get to that a little bit later. But then you looked at, I said, you know, take Carolina on the 60-minute uh, line because they had yet to play an overtime game. What happens last night? Uh, overtime. Uh, and then Carolina winds up winning it in overtime. So we had a mixed bag uh, last night. We did hit a couple of our player props, but let's get to picks for tonight. Back down to America's Wang we go, where Tampa pulled off uh, the 4-1 victory in game one, due in part to a goal that was negated, rightfully so. The review was correct. Otherwise, Florida would have tied it up late in the third period, and I'm not so sure that that wouldn't have changed some of the fortunes in that one. But instead, Tampa steals one on the road. Um, I don't see Florida losing twice in a row. Then again, I also didn't expect Andre Vasilevsky over the last three games to stop 94 of the 99 shots he has faced. Wow. Um, he has looked like the Andre Vasilevsky that we would have uh, expected over the course of uh, the season this is the guy that you know frankly he's one of the best if not the best goaltenders in the league um but i'm going to take florida just because i don't think that that somewhat bad luck on the review again it was the right call that they did in overturning the goal but it was somewhat a bad luck for florida the thing that florida's got to figure out is their damn uh, special teams their power play they are now oh for 21 on the man advantage over the course of the postseason. They have yet to get a power play goal. They have got to find a way to break through. And my guess is that when it does happen, it is going to be the floodgates. And so I'm going to say that Florida does it tonight, but I'm going to bring the juice down because right now, 84% of the money at BetMGM is on Florida on the money line, expecting the Panthers to pick up the victory and tie this series one game apiece. Um, But I think they do it, but I don't like where the juice is at. So I'm going to bring it down to a minus 110 at BetMGM by saying Florida wins this in regulation. That pulls that money line down, puts it at a minus 110. That I can live with for the Panthers to tie it up 1-1. Oh, reduce the juice. Get seduced by the juice in the NHL tonight. Number four. Islandy round numero dos in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's put a biscuit in the basket and hopefully some funds into my account. What do you got? Well, you know, Brad, uh, you've probably experienced this before. You know, when you're out at a, uh, at a at a an adult beverage establishment, it's late in the evening, and you've had a few too many, and you sort of miss your mouth, right? You're like the scene in <laughs> yeah, airplane. Yeah, it goes right down your shirt, right? Yeah. That was essentially what the Avs were doing on Tuesday night in Game One. If you did not watch the second game, or you weren't watching on TNT, which is who's got the doubleheader for the NHL tonight, the Avs hit the post three times and the crossbar twice five times in the game they rattled the puck off of the cage and just barely missed it going in I don't think a team with this much offensive firepower is going to run into that kind of bad luck again tonight so when you look at this game and again pulling the numbers 
from uh, BetMGM, you're talking about the fact that the Avs on the money line tonight are a minus 250. Not going to do it. I'm going to roll the dice, though, that the Avs can win this one by two or more goals, which I think they have the opportunity to do. If I take the Avs on the puck line, minus one and a half, that is a plus 100. I really like that. As good as Jordan Bennington has been playing between the pipes for St. Louis, and he has been absolutely spectacular. Since he took over midway through round one, his save percentage is a 944. That is Mm. scorching hot. I still don't think that he can maintain that over the course of this entire series. I think he will regress back more towards what his numbers were during the regular season. And all it's going to take is Nathan McKinnon and company to pepper him with some shots and not hit the damn crossbar. Good Lord. Just ding. That's what you kept hearing inside ball arena on Tuesday night. I don't think that happens tonight. So I'm going to take the abs, but I'm going to say they will do it on the puck line. Plus 100. Ding. That. Should be a winner. Number three. All right, let's go to the world of Major League Baseball. I told you to hear the White Sox again, and I know this is an earlier-in-the-day game, so if you're listening to this podcast, jump on it now if you want to follow instead of fade. What the Chicago White Sox have done, though, however, is fade themselves in the box score. They're one of the worst offensive teams, inexplicably and puzzlingly so, on this young Major League season, despite all of the talent up and down this batting order. They are number 26 in runs per game, but I think that changes today. They are going to exercise some demons against their division rival in the Kansas City Royals there in Cowtown. Give me the Southsiders over two and a half runs through five innings against the Royals at minus 105. Pull this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. All this is, Lundy, is a full-blown Carlos Hernandez fade who has been atrocious. That's putting it kindly this season for this KC rotation. A 9.11 ERA is what he is currently sporting. Just a 4.39K per nine. He's given up over five walks per nine of 1.35 home runs per nine. As I've said time and time again, when you have a high walks yield, you give up some long balls. That is a toxic mix, and it just batters your ERA in the process. And that's, uh, you know, the, the reason why it's nine plus for Hernandez. Yeah, he suffered from some bad luck given his 361 batting average balls in play. Uh, but he's given up at least three earned runs in five of six starts this season. And if there's any time for this White Sox club to snap out of the offensive funk, it is in this game. Uh, the other thing to take away here, Hernandez, first time through the order, 5.68 ERA, second time through, 8.71. Come on, Chicago. Wake the bleep up. So, fade or follow, Tim A, Tim Anderson and company, over two and a half runs through five innings against Carlos Hernandez and the Royals, minus 105 at DraftKings. Oh, let's take an early day and let's fade the living daylights out of this one. No, I'm fading you. Are you kidding me? First of all, how the hell did the scheduling gods wind up with these guys playing each other five days in a row? I mean, good. They've got to be just sick of each other by now. Um, But no, I'm actually going to fade you. I do not trust Chicago's offense. You can put them up. Put Albert Pujols up there uh, on the mound, and I'm still not sure that the White Sox— 44-mile-an-hour heat? (laughs) 
guess. I'm not convinced any of it would happen. I'm going to give you an early fade here on a uh, tequila Thursday, Brad, because I think it's going to be exactly two runs for the White Sox. I think even though everything points to the fact that they should be able to uh, to, to take care of things and, and finally maybe score some runs, don't trust it. Oh, tailing Carlos Hernandez, amigo. That is a dangerous game. Stay tuned for my god-awful picks in the NBA playoffs, plus bonus time, not only in the NBA, but the NHL postseason and a light evening slate of Major League Baseball. Number two. All right, Luddy, as I said, I, I, this NBA playoffs, uh, I think entering the playoffs, I was down like 12 units on the season. I have more than, I'm like one and a half X'd that since. So if you have been fading me, congratulations on making the men, and maybe congratulations on your new exotic uh, luxury import vehicle because it's been that horrendous. But we get back after it. Fade or false, we always say that is up to you. Uh, I, however, am going to fade Jason Tatum uh, because the man is in dire need of some Robitussin because all he is doing right now is <coughs> coughing up the rock. And I'm going to take the over three and a half turnovers tonight in game numero dos against the Miami Heat. Minus 135 at BetMGM. You look at Tatum's last three games, 18 total turnovers, Lundy. Uh, sailing past this in three straight in the NBA postseason. He's averaging north of this at 3.9 miscues per game. Uh, Boston has a collective just a 13.9 turnover percentage in this NBA postseason. But again, it's all about the pressure that Miami exerts defensively, the timely switch-offs, the confusion that they create. Uh, they are number two in this postseason adjusted defensive efficiency for a reason. So I think Jason Tatum makes at least four mistakes tonight. Fade or follow over three and a half turnovers, minus 135 at BetMGM. I like this one. I might have faded you early on the uh, on the tequila Thursday, but now we're pouring glass number two and we're toast. Cheers. I'll agree with you uh, on this one. I, I think the turnovers will be that this this. Their defense is so good. It's why I it's why I liked the Heat to come out of the East to begin with is because I thought their defense would be just enough to give everybody a, a massive headache. And that's what they're doing to Tatum right now. So if he's going to keep coughing up the ball, he's he's filling up the stat sheet in the other columns. I mean, he had what, like four steals in game one. I mean, he's he's doing yeah. well um, in, in the categories that you want to see it. But yeah, I mean, turn the ball over seven times in game one. So I, I think they're going to continue to put that pressure on him, force him into mistakes. And if they do that, he should, I, I, I think he finishes probably with five, maybe not quite to the seven that he did in game one, but I think he's going to cough it up quite a bit. Grab the Tussin. He's going to need it. Oh, no doubt about it. Keep making mistakes. Jason Tatum, number one. All right, let's go back to the NBA. And I can't resist the one-game parlays because of the juice. And I'm getting seduced by it yet again. So here's what I'm going to do creatively. God, I need a winner in the worst way. Miami is undefeated. 7-0 straight up at home in this NBA postseason. So I'm going to take the heat on the money line. Uh, it sounded like Marcus Smart is going to return to action coming off that sprained foot for Boston. That's a major shot in the arm. But Al Horford unlikely to go still in the health and safety protocols uh and he may be out you know until this series goes back uh to boston so i think miami's going to win straight up tonight uh put the celts into an 0-2 deficit and i need one block just one from bam Adebayo. he had four in the first game lundy 
And if those two events occur, it is plus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, Adebayo, four blocks in game number one. He has been over this in three consecutive games uh, and got after it, too. He did it in each of the regular season matchups, all three of them, against this Boston Celtics team. Boston has allowed the fourth most blocks per game this NBA postseason at 5.7. And meanwhile, with Miami, as I discussed, they have the highest net efficiency rating at 10.1 of any team in this postseason. Interestingly enough, Boston is number two, but are trailing with a 5.8 clip. So it is a wide disparity. I have said this time and time again till I'm blue in the face. Miami isn't getting enough love right now. People fell hell over heels for the Boston Celtics. And I think they were just glossing over the fact of how balanced this Heat team has been uh, this entire postseason. And a lot of that, of course, spearheaded by the legendary performances of Jimmy Butler. So, fade or follow, the Heat to win, Bam Adebayo to get one swat, plus 120 at DraftKings. I like this one. I've got a same gamer for you, too, coming up. But I like this one. I like the one and dones, man. I like the block. You know, I just need a block. And then we just need Miami to win, which I'm with you. I don't think they've been getting enough credit. Um, You know, they they were a value pick for me maybe eight, nine weeks ago because you could still get them at a really good number to represent the East in the finals. Um, so I, I'm all about the Miami Heat and that little snarl of, uh, of Mr. <laughs> Tyler <Duke>. Hero. <laughs> we just need that little need that little kind of raise the lip and you just kind of glare at everybody. And, of course, uh, he, he, during the post-game presser after game one, just up there, just, I mean, literally looked like he was on his way to, like, a, a houseboat party or something. Like, he was ready to have a good time. They were definitely in a good mood. Um, but, yeah, I like this one. Give me Miami money line. Bam on the block. Good call. Excellent. Hopefully that will get me off the schneid along with some of these additional picks. It's bonus time, Lundy. What else you got for me on this hashtag Tequila Thursday? Well, before we go back to the ice, let me give you the same game parlay that I was just talking about. I told you I like the one and done. So, Brad, how about a plus 190 payday yes. at BetMGM? I need one steal each from Tyler Hero and Jason Tatum. That's it. Each one of them pulls off a steal in the game. I get it to the plus 190. I told you that uh, Tatum had four uh, in game one, and Hero has had at least a steal in three out of his last five games. So I'm going to say that defensive pressure is there, and I think that Tatum continues to try to do everything he can for Boston. All I need, one takeaway from each one of them, plus 190, and that's actually really why I like it. Is That's a heck of a nice plus number for just a two-leg same gamer. Back to the ice we go. Two different player props for guys to have a power play point. So again, it can be an assist or a goal. doesn't matter. Just got to get something going on the power play. Going to take Nikita Kucherov uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why? Because Tampa is on fire on the man advantage. They were three of six on the power play in game one. They are lethal when they are on the man advantage. And if that happens, Kucherov at a minus 105. I'll play that one. Then how about plus odds on Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche to also have a power play point. That one's at plus 120. The reason I like it, I got to be honest, as great as McCarr is, he was a non-factor in game one. Um, And some of that was because of how good Bennington was between the pipes that I was just talking about for St. Louis. But I don't think you keep a guy like Kale McCarr down two games in a row. So I think on the man advantage, he tallies a point. That's at a plus 120. 
All right, I think those are excellent calls there. Back to game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to take the under in the game overall, two of seven and a half. I, I think with Marcus Smart back and his uh, defensive tenacity, this game is going to be lower scoring than the 225 we saw in game one when both teams could not miss for about three and a half quarters. Got to remember in the regular season, two or three matchups, uh, this tucked well under, and both teams outstanding to, in uh, terms of adjusted defensive efficiency. As I mentioned now, for the third time, Miami number two here in this NBA postseason, and Boston number three, giving up 1.065 points per possession. Elsewhere, uh, let's do a one-game parlay. Give me Max Drews, uh three-plus made threes, which he did in game one, and Jimmy Butler, two-plus steals. Uh, and he hit both of those. That's plus 165 at BetMGM. Struz has hit three or more threes in nine of his last 12 games, shooting 35.3% this NBA postseason from way downtown. Meanwhile, Butler has logged two or more steals in a game in three of his last four. And as I mentioned earlier, the Celtics giving up 7.2 steals per game in the NBA playoffs. Back to the Diamond. Uh, let's go to the Chicago Cubs and Arizona Diamondbacks matchup at Wrigley Field. Uh, same game parlay put this together at FanDuel at plus 112 Zach Gallen over five and a half strikeouts and Kettle Marte to get a hit uh, Marte an excellent history against Marcus Stroman four for nine lifetime against the Cubs hurler meanwhile Gallen has been dealing a 9.17 K per nine this season he's been over in three of his last five starts enticing a 10.3 swinging strike rate the Cubs have the sixth highest K rate in Major League Baseball oh what a quanky dink last time he was on the mound it was against the Cubs that was in the desert Punched out nine Cubbies in that game, and it could be duplicated tonight at Wrigley Field. And then last one, give me the under on the Texas Rangers four-and-a-half runs, and I'm going to parlay that with the Seattle Mariners over two-and-a-half runs. You get that at plus 102 at BetMGM. Uh, you look at the Rangers. They're going up against the Astros and Framber Valdez. Uh, with a 2.93 ERA, they have been under in three of four games against the Strohs this season. Meanwhile, the Mariners, yeah, they're underachieving. They're going to go toe-to-toe with Rich Hill. Rich Hill has found a stuff and a groove, just a 2.89 ERA. But it's that Boston bullpen, bottom five in team ERA at 4.19. And Seattle has scored at least three runs in four of their last five games. So getting that at plus odds. That is uh, very enticing, to say the least. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there, at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this podcast, please drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.